What about there? Okay, you might be bla- you might be blasting out. What about there? M- yeah. Say something again. Little lower, little lower, and say, Tom Sexton did not connect to audio. <laughs> Tom Sexton did not connect to audio. All right, dial it back just a little bit more, and then I want you to say, Tom Sexton did not connect to audio, and he has little nuts. <laughs> Tom Sexton did not connect to audio, and and he has little nuts. <laughs> It sounds great. You sound great. <laughs> I got your ass. God, well, I'll try to into it. Got your fucking ass. Sniped. Just immediately sniped. Walking right through the fucking door. Oh, man. What's the matter? I in the barber chair earlier. Oh, man. Anyway. It's been a minute since we've recorded audio. Shall we hit the record button? Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, please ask the host to give you permission to record. I guess you're the please. host. I guess you're the host now, so you've got to. I don't no, have the record the host. button anymore. It doesn't give me the record option. Bottom right. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you are rusted. <laughs> I couldn't find the fucking record well, button. Well, it doesn't give me the option to record anymore. <laughs> They must have taken that away in the new update. I have such a bad problem, dude, with leaping to the most insane conclusion. If I can't immediately find something or, like, I remember at one time I couldn't find my wallet. We had all gone out to uh, to Pound Lake, and I couldn't find my wallet. And I was like, oh, fuck. You're already writing a list of people that could have stolen it. Yeah, I was like, dude, fuck, I left it at fucking Walmart. We gotta fuck, we gotta go back right now. Everybody was like, did you check the car? And I was like, yes. People were like, did you check the car thoroughly? And I was like, of course I did. And so I made Sylvia drive me all the way back to Walmart in Whitesburg from Pound. And as soon as we get into the parking lot there, I looked into the car in the back seat and it was just right there. But <laughs> <laughs> did, did you act like you found it at Walmart? <laughs> That's what I would have done. I couldn't dude I would have But she saw me see it And I was like Fuck Caught red handed Fuck I'm dead to rights here (laughs) You caught me in the act Of being really Really stupid And (laughs) That's one of the worst feelings Getting caught in the act Of stupidity Truly Truly Uh, You remember how to do this? I think so I think I've made it figured out The last time We tried to record we we were going pretty good for a little while. We had some bangers like uh, we built this. We built this region on microloans. That was a good one. I I hate that that got banished to the dustbin of history. You know for those that, and which is all of you except for me and Terrence that didn't hear that. Yeah, I made a song to the well. One I pointed out how did. But before they were Jefferson Starship, they were Jefferson Airplane, and before that, were they Jefferson some antiquated <laughs> pre-airplane thing? I forgot about like, that. Are they a family band that has just always existed as long as there's been some sort of advancing vehicle technology <laughs> or traveling technology? Jefferson Hindenburg. Yeah. Uh, Jeff- yeah Jefferson Helium Balloon. <laughs> 
I mean, there was uh, those planes in the like nineteen tens or 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 whatever where you would pedal a bike really fast and it would flap the wings. <laughs> yeah, when gentrification got big, they started putting those guys on a lot of products. You know, I just have a lot of admiration for the. This is my obsession with Franz Reichelt. Remember, I have a lot of admiration. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of admiration for people who were like, no, human beings need to be in the sky. Well, that's where we belong, <laughs> first of all. Uh, we weren't born to we weren't born to be terrestrial creatures. Uh, exactly. Man, that was a really good show. I wish I was thinking about that when I was driving the other day. I was like, man, some of our early live shows were, were good. Lost to the dustbins of history, just like the last episode. But that's all right, man. I'm I'm coming. I'm I'm getting more and more. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Maybe we just start needing to record everything. Be like those kinds of guys that everything is recorded for posterity. Well, see, this it's the value. It's like economics. If you record everything, it drives down the value of what you're saying. That's what I don't understand. Like, how are Twitch streamers so? Uh, how they make so much money? Because you would think that. The law of economics, like this podcast you're hearing, is worth more just be on, by virtue of it being one to two hours, once or twice scarcity. a week. The scarcity, yeah. It would be yeah. worth... Especially now we've been gone a month. <laughs> exactly. The price, the, the value has been raised. And like no shade to streamers. I'm just saying that like you would think that that value of that would be more than like a 14-hour stream. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, save a little bit, you know, for your wedding night. All right. The free hand of the market does not reign in podcasts, in podcast That's world, true. I think, is what the point is. <laughs> um, oh, let's knock this rust off, baby. Well, okay, all right, let's... Uh, Let's let's check in a little bit. Let's mean it's been. I didn't knock the rust off anyway. I think you you feel you're ready to go. You're well rested. That yeah. Can you feel it? You can feel that energy off of me. Well rested and yeah. You, feel... you know, I was uh, I got I got sick for a little while there, dude. Um, I don't know what the fuck got me. But I have a pretty good suspicion that it had something to do with the, I don't know, walls of mold, you know, mountains of fucking mold. I was breathing in on a regular basis. I would say, yeah. I mean, when we were doing some of that work, we were going to, well, you places you took me to. Or just caked in a yellow mold. And I left thinking, that can't be good to be breathing in day in, day out. Yeah, I was wearing a respirator, to be fair. I practice safety. Um, I'm all... 5% of those mold spores still getting in but there. Five, I think 5% of those mold spores got in there, and they wrecked fucking havoc, man. And they said, we're small, but we're mighty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's show this man and his already weakened lungs what we're capable of. That was the that was what it was, and then I got a sinus infection. Man, I just wasn't doing good. Uh, well, you, you seem you seem whole again. Well, 
so the doctor gave me an antibiotic like immediately, like obviously. Who the fuck even knows what it was? I mean, it could have actually. <laughs> That's just how we practice medicine in this country. It's just it's how like, we practice. Yeah, yeah. If this works, you know, it, I like how like the framing of like superbugs and stuff seems like it's on the people. Uh huh. Like, uh, like us and our taking our and the unnecessary antibiotics when really it's like I can't get those on my own. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. All the superbugs are caused by these doctors that get kickbacks from all these pharmaceutical companies that say that practice medicine like this. Hey, well, take this, and if it works, then uh, it was bacterial. If it doesn't, well, you just got to ride it out. It's viral. It is a funny concept that they're just like, process of elimination. Uh, just take these. If you're still feeling shitty in a week and a half... <laughs> and you don't know, because like usually a virus would have will probably pass in a couple of days you know what i mean just like a bacterial infection would if you take antibiotics so uh-huh. who's to say <laughs> it's just a dumb way to do things i've i've soured on the uh, american medical system yeah but. you have good reason to have soured on it yeah it's uh it's you know it's just the funny thing about it is that you will go back after a week and a half still feeling like shit, and then they'll run labs. They'll be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they, can, they, then they can safely assume it's not bacterial. <laughs> uh-huh. But, like, here's the thing. Like, if you're on the medical side of things, guys like me and you probably are extremely annoying. In the same way that, like, people approach me and try to, like, uh, act like they know more than me on certain issues which there are a lot of issues pe- that a lot of people know more than me on but regardless I, if people step to me i'm like listen i'm gonna save you a few minutes you probably do and i don't care <laughs> um i think that's the way doctors feel about us like because like i mean it's easy to kind of think that you know what to do especially from just if you took like eight years of med- medical school and licked all the balls and shafts and everything else you got to do in medical school to rise to the top just for some like internet research asshole to tell you that you should be taking labs that is going to cause you to be like actually no i am not going <laughs> even though it's literally contrary to what the logical thing is to do at that moment you will still have to t- go like two or three or four extra days before the doctor finally gets over the ego power trip or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, like this, I can't even countenance the idea this simpleton might be right. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to be obstinate. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need to have more deference to doctors, though. I mean, the thing is, is like, I guess. I just tend to think that they're all assholes because I've not had a positive I had a I had a very positive experience with a doctor a few months ago and that kind of blew my mind. I was like, "Holy shit. I've not had a positive experience with <laughs> You left say, "You want to do this again sometime? <laughs> Maybe in a year?" <laughs> so like just by deduction it feels very much like i'm not gonna get along with them at some point i think i think we should uh, be a little harder on doctors actually because 
doctors one are the ultimate class traders but two like i know fdr wanted to include universal health care as part of the new deal uh-huh and the american medical association protested not on any sort of grounds of like health outcomes or anything like that but because they were concerned that the profession of doctor might lose its prestige <laughs> So, there are plenty of good doctors, and obviously we need them, but uh, for the most part, don't care for them. Well, all of which is to say that I got those antibiotics, and then I wound up taking them, starting them a few days ago. And uh, and what happened next will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> I destroyed all my my good gut flora. And I still feel like dog uh-huh. shit. <laughs> well, now I got to keep taking them, though. Because it's like, I've heard that it actually also contributes to the superbug thing when you don't take your full course of antibiotics. Have you heard that? I, I have heard that. What do you think about that? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> what, are my, what are my thoughts on super? <laughs> well, I, I went down a rabbit hole... Um, when I had some urinary symptoms some time ago that ended up being nothing. Uh-huh. But I was persuaded that I'd had a latent gonorrhea infection for years. <laughs> <laughs> and just now, <laughs> it's ugly head. Uh, <laughs> that's the way my mind works. No, this is what it is. <laughs> um, and then I went down a rabbit hole with, like, we're down to only a handful of antibiotics that can like reliably treat it but what that means is that like you know the efficacy is diminishing not necessarily that a particular treatment won't work but like you know Uh in a lab setting maybe it's only 93 percent of cases i see which in medicine you don't want seven percent of people not cured you know i mean you want as close to that one one hondo as possible right right i see but I got concerned when I read that Japanese sex workers were no longer responding to Seftonir. <laughs> Third generation cephalosporin. I, I said, oh, God. <laughs> I said, this is awful. But perhaps that attitude is why doctors get so hostile. They're like, calm down, man. Unless you've been opening sarcophagi, unless you've been in Egypt opening dank and musty sarcophagus whatever you might be okay unless you drank the sarcophagus soup uh-huh that was a funny what do you think what do you meme. think would happen to if you drank the sarcophagus soup it would be funny if it was very nourishing <laughs> yeah. and delicious yeah, there's uh, there's instagram influencers that talk about all the amino acids and yeah. health benefits of drinking uh 12,000 year old uh-huh. fucking <laughs> liquefied mummy uh huh. But anyway, yeah, I am curious. I would be interested to know what would happen if you were exposed to a thousands year old pathogen. Yeah. I guess we'll know soon whenever that uh, the ice caps melt in that place where they keep all the viruses and stuff. Yeah, the seeds up. and the viruses. They keep them all together. <laughs> they, 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 they keep them all, all in the same underground layer. Uh huh. Well, I mean, dude, I was reading, because it's like, in the very beginning of the flood, there was, 
obviously like the hypochondria um, tour that I took obviously was tetanus because actually now that I think about it, I just researched tetanus and it was so insane that I completely forgot all about hepatitis A. But I researched all of the hepatitis, hepatitis I. What it, the whole hepatitis <laughs> alphabet. <laughs> and there's there's a hep E now. I don't know if you... I think that like hep E is only possible to have if you also have hep B, I think. Huh. Interesting. Well, let me just go ahead and tell you, none of them are what you would call good. I see. But I guess if gun to your head, if you had to have a terminal illness, one of the hepatitises would be the ones to have because they're all curable and or treatable now. So. Uh-huh. I'm reading. I, I mean, like if somebody held a hepatitis gun to your head and said, you got to, you got to, <laughs> A to Z, man, which one you want, you know? <laughs> Walking around with a hepatitis gun, and you and it, you spin the cylinder and do like a little uh, Russian roulette with it. You don't know which one you're gonna. It's like Wheel of Fortune, you know. Uh huh. But not good. <laughs> I'm reading about T cells. Fucking a. <laughs> um, you gonna share any of that info with us? Um. Do you know what a T cell is? It's a lim- it's a type of white blood cell that kills cancer cells. Fucking a man. Um, they've got CD eight. That's like a Delta eight version of T cells. <laughs> it's kind of you getting at the gas station. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. That would be tight if that's how that shit worked. Yeah. You go to. I feel a little weak tonight. I just need a little shot in the arm. You here. go to a head shop and get some Hep B. <laughs> I need some antibodies tonight, babe. Uh, no. Um. Okay. I think we were in the process of updating our fans on where we've been the last three weeks. Um. Yeah. So you know, was in and out of some houses. Got a little sick. It doesn't matter where we've been. It matters where the region has been. And where that is, is somewhere just north of hell. Uh, <laughs> Coasting the river sticks. Co- yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had like a list of things that I was going to update people on. So, first of all, the Kentucky House passed a general, or the Kentucky Assem- General Assembly passed a flood relief bill. And I don't know, it was for 70 million or something like that. And in the kind of like bizarro world we live in, Brandon Smith wanted them to put more money in it for housing. And Andy Bashir and Speaker of the House Stivers said no no thanks actually we're good on the money it, we're good th- our people are good on the housing um they, they i thought it was the opposite i thought uh they wanted it and and uh brandon smith said let's just take this out no yeah. dude hold on let me see opposite it was, i think it was the opposite 
I have it back in the tab somewhere. But <laughs> that, well, that'll, that'll, we don't have enough time for you to find. That's like the Library of Congress. <laughs> Just give me a minute. With porn in it. Just give me a minute. <laughs> Flood relief bill, Kentucky General Assembly. I just got to know who I'm supposed to besmirch. Right, 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 right. Who's go- who's going to incur my wrath today? Is it going to be <laughs> the handsome statesman and two-time DUI haver Brandon Smith? <laughs> is it going to be the nepotism hire? The <laughs> is it Andy Bashir? Uh huh. Or is it going to be the ignorant swamp scum that is Robert Stivers? It says, a push from Brandon Smith to add $50 million to help with housing did not make it into the final bill. Concerned over whether the legislation provided enough funding to house the thousands of people in the region who were displaced from their homes by the flooding, Smith, whose constituents were devastated, filed a floor amendment to provide an additional $50 million from the Budget Reserve Trust Fund. The guy who was so sold out to coal... (laughs) Let me apologize to the senator. Uh huh. He was also a Bitcoin mining guy. Yeah, he's had some, not what I would call bright ideas, but this was a bright idea. It was. It was a bright idea. Less bright ideas include Mars is just like Earth and uh, the Bitcoin thing. I think. I also think he. I, I, maybe I'm. Are you, you you've come around on the on the Mars climate is just like Earth. <laughs> That's the you know I think you might have been onto something there. Okay. <laughs> um, however, the amendment received pushback from GOP legislative leaders and the Bashir administration, who both argued that such direct direct individual housing assistance from the state would jeopardize Kentucky's ability to receive the maximum amount of federal flood assistance. So is there like a number, like what is it like, basically, if that's true, that means that there are institutional obstacles and like penalties actually in place for trying to make the situation better. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it suggests there's something punitive about trying to get the maximum amount of help to a place that needs it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess maybe... Dude, I don't know. Like, the complex web of, like, permitting and insurance and all this shit, maybe if they did put all that money into that and it resulted in more homes, is that drive down the price of insurance or drive it up? I know it affects the price of insurance in some way. So all these sort of legalistic and sort of what we would call red tape measures... Is this all in service to make sure that certain industries stay, like, healthy? Like, the insurance industry, like, I guess with the pandemic, the healthcare and and insurance industries. Yeah, I I think that the federal government... Because sometimes it just makes no damn sense. Well, the federal government plays a huge role in, like, subsidizing insurance markets, right? Like, well, we know that about healthcare anyways. That, like, the ACA was virtually a massive handout to the insurance industry right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but that's probably also the case for like housing stuff like this yeah Yeah. flood insurance and other stuff like that too like probably the the federal government has to 
set up its own policy purchasing program or agency or whatever to then sell those policies to people. And there's shit policies probably just like my fucking bronze plan or whatever. ACA, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Okay. To Anyways, before I move on to the next weird thing, I just want to close this one out. Uh, Republican members of both chambers also argued Friday that the bill itself already provides significant temporary housing assistance for those displaced. Dude, what? Fuck off. Just, Brent, I mean... Fuck off. I cannot That's believe... I, here's what I want to say to that. I had eight family members lose their, lose, lose their homes, uh, and everybody is either sleeping on top of each other at my grandmother's two-bedroom apartment or living in a shitty camper behind uh, Lee's famous recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There is not ample help with housing. <laughs> anyway, you slice it. It's exa- dude. We literally called it out, like on the first or second episode after the flood, that housing is the red line. Like that's the line you don't cross. Like, oh you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you cannot give people uh, housing. Maybe that that's they'll they'll keep you in gently used clothes and Clorox wipes and nabs and Vienna sausage all day. Uh-huh. But the second you ask for a crumb of roof over your head, whoa, buddy. <laughs> well, that's the thing about FEMA too. It's like they're it's it's like they come in with like a finite amount of resources. We're not going to give more than X amount of money. We're not going to give out more than X amount of trailers. And so then it becomes this weird competition almost. It's not really a competition because it's like I don't think people are fighting for it literally in the streets, but it is weird that some people know they're going to lose out. There's this lady I've been taking money to and checking in on it's like every time i talk to her she's like i don't know what the fuck to do she's like i wish someone would just tell me what to do she's like do i just level my house do i just need to just sink more debt into a new trailer like what the fuck am i supposed to do like fema has reached out and said we're gonna pay you x amount of money it's not a very large amount at all but like the the amount for her to replace her home, like with a trailer home or something, is vastly, vastly more expensive. So I mean, right. that's the bind you're caught in. Like what? Right. And I guess that probably results in a lot of people just moving away. Yeah. Um, but it is fucking. I don't know, man. It is just a. It's a disaster. It's a fucking. It's a. It's human devastation, my friend. It's just brutality. Well, another funny thing on the flood beat that's kind of happening this way. It's not funny. It's actually very sad. But we had learned that the county judge executive, Terry Adams, was approached by FEMA to put several hundred FEMA trailers on county property. And he cheekily declined, saying, I'm not going to jail for anybody. baffling even these like you know boat shoe bureaucrats that are like like how like, how would you go to jail <laughs> yeah the letcher county government in particular has really fucking uh dropped the ball doesn't even begin to describe it it's like they literally just arrived on the scene they were like oh hey what's up it's what's up you know what i mean like when you have like uh 
a work crew and like someone comes in like an hour two hours late and just kind of tries to slide in there like like they've been shoveling the whole time like yeah what's up (laughs) oh yeah that's exactly what they're doing (laughs) now now the thing everybody's up in arms about is that we kind of talked about a little bit but really couldn't make any sense of is now the county stepping in said oh well there's permits and rules and regulations you know yeah, like, they were never enforced before this, and now, like a month after that, now they want to legislate. You know. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that you sent me the other night about the permit, which I guess apparently does include private residences and not just small businesses. Yeah, what it was was like literally just two or three days ago, right? It was just a few yeah. days ago, like well into the flood. They they put out a thing on their Facebook about how. You can't make any changes to your property unless you have a permit first. Um, Which, okay, so that, I had a hard time understanding all this. First of all, because my brain would not absorb the idea. (laughs) First of all, because I'm battling a a brain (laughs) fungus now from... Full circle back to the spores. I never told you what I was diagnosed with. <laughs> yeah, the spores have taken over. Um, and uh, so it, so yeah, so I, was, I couldn't really understand that. Like permits, like you really have to get a permit before you make any change on your property. Um, and so I guess you do. I, I, I think. This this read, led me down a whole rabbit hole because part of the there's two permits you have to get if you are going to make changes on your property after your house has been destroyed by a flood. <laughs> the thing that people were mad about is that they put this out like a month after the flood itself when like I guess they probably should have put this out like uh, two days after the flood because right, it, it's right, got like right. all these it's got like this list of stuff on it. Document everything. Make lists of damaged items, item model numbers, approximate year, item purchased. Take videos and photos before cleanup begins, as well as during and after. It's like, you know what I would do? I would like take I would take pictures from that Auto Trader magazine. I say, yeah, I had a '76 Nova in mint condition. That was my pride and joy. My dad left uh, that to me. That man could drive a car. Uh huh. Now, the river has it. And it's got a hot babe modeling on it in the auto trader. Say so, and and th- <laughs> yeah. throw in the hot. And it's got the auto trader <laughs> watermark on it. <laughs> throw that in too, please. That's what I'm owed. Yeah. That's my pittance. <laughs> That's what I'm owed for what I've been through. <laughs> um. Anyways, permits are only needed before repairs or alteration begins. Uh, mitigation actions may be required. So, uh, so there's two offices you have to apply for these uh, permits from. The first is the Division of Water, Kentucky Division of Water. I'm sure every state probably has something like this. I don't, or maybe not. I don't know. I think what I determined, it took me a long time to like wade through all the bureaucratic legalese and everything, but I think it has something to do with like watershed management. Like They have to be able to uh it sort of sort of like i mentioned to you the other day in the same for the same reason like a coal company has to like apply for a permit to dump shit into streams 
it has to all like the entire watershed is sort of managed and organized by this like permitting uh, uh, administrative state or something. Right. Does, that, do you think, does that make sense? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, now there isn't there like a county guy that's over watersheds and stuff like that. Well, okay. I didn't know this till today, and my hunch is they probably just, uh, you know, took this guy down to the basement and swore him in <laughs> under the cover of darkness. But oh shit, we're supposed to have like a water dude. That- Fuck, who wants to do that? <laughs> um. So it's what it, the title is is floodplain manager. Again, an office I'd never heard of prior to uh, two two days ago. Um, which but you're saying something because we're we're pretty dialed into the wa- local uh, water. Oh, you've never met two guys more dialed into a watershed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got any questions about your local watershed? We're probably <laughs> we're probably a good resource. Um. Yeah, putting this out, I think like uh, that's what people were mad about. It they were mad about that like people put that the county judge had put this out way after the fact, um, and basically that they were going to be penalizing people because they didn't get permission or, or get a permit before that they made these changes, but they didn't know it. But I don't know. Maybe most homeowners know that already. I have no idea, dude. I have no fucking idea. I don't own a home, so I don't fucking. Like, no. <laughs> Not looking good for that prospect either. <laughs> yeah. Won't be anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, don't own a home. It won't be anytime soon. Um, someone in the comments said, I knew the county would figure out a way to get the FEMA and donated money from people. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, That's funny. Hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Is the county charging for these permits and stuff? Well, they probably already do charge. They probably have for a while, but they're now penalizing people for if they did go ahead and do that without getting a permit. Dude, I seriously might beat the hell out of Terry Adams. Well, he's 1,000% going to lose in... Oh, yeah. I mean, he's cooked. <laughs> and you don't want to be, like, standing next to a dead body with a <laughs> hot pistol, but... People are like midterms man you know but like the only election on my horizon is like what happens to the county <laughs> judge <laughs> let your county judge executive race <laughs> oh yeah biden all that yeah 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 yeah. cool cool he's, no i'm i'm dialed into where it matters baby uh-huh he is so we, bad we, we were doing this job out in not county a few weeks ago and she was a teacher who worked at not county central and she told me this story, and she told she told multiple people this story. She was very tickled by the story. She told me this story. She was like, she said she used to have the the uh, not county judge executive Jeff Dobson in her class, her his senior year. And at the end of her senior senior year, like the last five weeks, you have to do like a speech writing course. And she said that every day he'd come in there and say, Ms. Conley. She like pointed like this, like Miss Conley. You, you might as well just write me down for a zero. Write me down. For, I'm not. I've, I can't I'm not do speech it. material. I'm not. I'll never be able to make a speech. I'll never have to take a speech. And she told me that she looked at him and she said, Jeff, one day, 
you may have audience with the president of the United States. <laughs> and he was like, oh, come, Ms. Conley, that'll never. I'm ever. Ms. Conley. <laughs> I guess next thing you're going to tell me it's going to be Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, get a load of this woman, huh? Uh-huh. He he says Joe Brandon in like this is like two thousand eight. <laughs> he's the first like doc- accident, and he's like, "Wait, where'd that? Come yeah, where'd from? that? <laughs> right." Uh, but no, he he did actually meet the president because Joe Brandon came here. Our county judge executive made a principled stand, man. He said, "I will not be assessed. I will not meet with that I man. I will not meet with <laughs> Joe Brandon." <laughs> He did. The county judge executive, Electric County, rejected a visit with the president of the United States. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. I love it so much. I love it so much, dude. It's so, it's so badass. I mean, I'm a communist. This is a guy. Literally a communist. And I would probably meet with Joe Brandon. If oh, given I, would, it. I would jump at the chance to meet with Joe Brandon for nothing else but... Then the, at least the story, you know, it's a great, great story. A It'll fucking be a great, great story. story. Yeah, I, sh- <laughs> I showed Brandon around the floods. Oh, <laughs> uh, just the gems that he would drop on you. <laughs> uh huh. For content, yeah, do it. For and then story. here's the other thing too. That uh, another thing about Terry Abs I learned. So there are people like still trapped in certain hollers, like even going on a month, like can't get in or out, you know. Uh huh. And there's been pe- they've been petitioning the county for temporary culverts, and Terry Adams has refused to help people that are literally trapped in hollers <laughs> and can't get out <laughs> by building temporary culverts, which is like a very normal function of county government. Like that's how, like historically, that's how county judge executive races are won. You know, who's going to gravel up my road? Who's going to pay my road? Who's going to put a culvert yeah. in for me? That's who I'll vote for. And his response to that was the same as to why he wouldn't allow FEMA camps to set up. <laughs> I'm not going to jail for anybody. <laughs> okay, that was our theory on that. Our theory on why he turned down FEMA's offer to use public land, like or county land, I'm sorry, county-owned land for like FEMA trailers and encampments was our theory was for why he did that is because i think he quite literally thinks that they would set up actual fema camps yeah <laughs> and it set off all his bells and whistles and I mean, shit he's been you know spoon-fed a diet yeah he is a i mean like I, he's a really stupid guy like a genuinely stupid guy like a stupid motherfucker like a simple yeah. mi- a simple t- <laughs> he, uh, he's a simple-minded man he is a simple-minded man yeah. <laughs> i loved his story like when he ran and won it's like okay he's a republican but these are like non-partisan races right like he was like the garbage man you uh-huh. know the city and all this stuff or the county and like you know he made the come up to assume power you know it was a AOC-esque story. <laughs> In a manner of speaking. He was our AOC. Yeah, he was our AOC. And he since this... betrayed us, much much like AOC. I think he took a lot of heat, even as the trash man, though. 
Like, wasn't he the... Yeah, didn't you say he was the trash man, right? He was well, like... Well, I, I like... Because people may feel like, oh, the garbage man's going to win. Like, and I, I, I took a personal offense to that. I was like, why can't a garbage man win? See, I, the thing is... Let me just say this. There's a lot of garbage men capable of holding high office. <laughs> Terry Adams ain't one of them. <laughs> Wait, my understanding is that he's not like rank-and-file garbage man. He's not like... Was he a boss? I think he was a boss. I think he owned oh, his okay. own garbage company. Oh, so he was not a county worker. I don't think so, dude. Maybe like 30 years ago or something. Oh, well, fuck I'm him. pretty <laughs> sure he was like a boss. And he like, like Terry Adams wasn't picking up. Terry Adams hasn't picked up a candy bar wrapper since like 1985. Probably. Oh, my God. <laughs> this fucking guy. I don't know, though. I'm shooting at the hip. I'm just shooting from the fucking hip. No, right? I should have known. I should have known. You can tell by the way he dresses in the signifiers, big truck, all that shit. He dresses, he, he walks around like a boss. He's got like, he, he probably even has a pager on. He probably, he never, he probably hasn't taken, <laughs> he hasn't taken it off. That is the telltale sign of the boss. Who's got it, who wears a pager, he wears his pager and his cell phone on a belt clip. Like, yes, he's not taken off his pager and cell phone since 97. It's just been like fused into his belt by this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like still using like a StarTac Motorola or something. Oh. Puts it on every morning like the bat belt, like the Batman yeah. utility belt. That's the Time. boss's be- utility belt. Time to go to work. <laughs> Pager <laughs> cell phone. This guy, anyway, I've never seen a guy more cooked in a race, though. Uh-huh. The spe- the, dude, okay. The, the, now that I think about it, the actual boss's utility belt. You got Pager and cell phone and... If you're a special, specific kind of boss, you've got a gun. You're packing, fucking. You're, you know what I mean? you got, like, a little yeah, holster. you got like a, a concealed carry like, permit, yeah. Yeah, like a 9 millimeter or something. Just, you know what I mean? Something not too big, but you're just yeah. you're letting people know. You're just ready. To, you're letting everybody know you're a good guy <laughs> with a gun. It is so fucked up that, like, bosses can carry guns. That's fucking crazy. I yeah. guess technically by the same law. Nah, dude, you, workers can't take guns to fucking work. You can't take a gun to work. Yeah, yeah, try that. <laughs> See how that works out for you. Jesus Christ. And On the other side of this race is uh, Sam Wright, who was most recently a member of the Kentucky Supreme Court, but lost his reelection race and decided that he would go challenge the garbage man, Terry Adams, for the title. Yeah. It's worth mentioning that Sam Wrighton was also involved in a scandal when he was part of the Kentucky Supreme Court. Had something to do with giving his son contracts or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. You... So his his closet's not clean either. I just know he like cornered my girlfriend at the mini mart or some shit and was like, "My name's Sam Wright. Like, if you see my name on the ballot, you go. Like, I just I gotta be. I think he gave her the Beto." I gotta be in. I it. gotta be in. It. I'm pretty sure he gave. Her, I think he she, he said that. Like I gotta and be. Then in he it. looked around at what Terry Adams had done, and he said, <laughs> "This is fucked up. This is fucked up. This is fucked up." I don't know. I'm not seeing any scandal. Uh, but who the fuck knows, dude? I might be besmirching Sam. I'm shooting from the hip too. But he's. This has been your preview of the Letcher County. <laughs> 
<laughs> judge executives race. The only race that matters this, <laughs> this election season. Uh-huh. I mean, Terry Adams, there's also there's some good Terry Adams content like beginning of tw- like George Floyd protests era. Like Tanya had some run-ins with him. Yeah. Uh, he posted some Facebook stuff that was deemed objectionable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, so he's, and he's been around. Yeah, and he's dropped the ball completely. Like Letcher County has had more FEMA applications than any other county, and I almost wonder if it. I mean, like because I know there's not more people. Maybe more people were affected in Letcher County than the rest of the counties. I don't know. Uh, but I think that part of it also probably has to do with the fact that the county government's just been like they ghosted, man. Like as soon as, like as soon and now as, they see an opportunity to shore up those budget deficits <laughs> with these permits and these fines and stuff, and they're popping right in there. Man, I've never seen anybody more fucked. <laughs> man, I mean, dude, I'm not. I don't. I don't know, man. I'm not a Biden partisan. I'm not. I don't care one way or the other. But I do, I, I do think it's kind of ridiculous, like, Terry Adams had no problem taking all that fucking CARES Act money that did plug the hole in the county's deficit for several years and actually allowed the county to hire more people and give raises to people. And yeah, Trump. Uh, I mean, who the, I mean what, what, who the fuck am I, though? I sound like that one Twitter account I fucking hate, what Biden has done. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying he's a hypocrite, man. He's a freaking hypocrite, man. Damn, dude, you're <laughs> you're one of these Biden bots. Uh huh. In this episode, you've given a full throated endorsement of Brandon. Uh huh. D- Dark Brandon, man. <laughs> that is the lamest shit in the world. Oh, do you like it though? You like Dark Brandon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dad, totally lying. Uh-huh. What else? What, there was another okay. news item we had. There's several things. There's a lot. Side tangent from that county judge executive shit, I went down another rabbit hole. So, I was like floodplain manager. Okay. Fuck. There's, like, um... You would think that after a flood, the person tasked with, like, directing resources, services, uh, coordinating teams of helpers and trash pickup and rebuilding, basically, you would think that person would probably be the floodplain manager. You would would think. If it walks (laughs) like a duck and talks like a duck. It's usually a floodplain manager. Their name, the title is Floodplain Manager. We just (laughs) had a flood. (laughs) Yeah. But that's not the person tasked in Ledger County. The person tasked in Ledger County is the Economic Development Coordinator. So Hmm. I went to this meeting at the high school. So we got Joe DePriest as the... Dude, he's gone. He pa- he's passed away. There's, there's a whole fucking new uh, era in, in Letcher County economic development crept in on us while we were asleep. We didn't even know. I didn't even the know. The shadow Joe looms large, I'm sure, though. 
I think they've largely abandoned the prison, man. Like, they've given up on it, I think. What, what's their new thing? So, Who's the guy? Tell me who the guy is, first the of dude all. Is or this, gal. Or gal. This, the dude is this na- guy named Jeffrey Justice. And I was like, so I went to this meeting, and he was there, and he was, like, talking about what they were doing, like, you know, to help people out in the county and all this. And I was like, who yeah, is yeah, who yeah. is this guy? And then somebody asked him, and he was like, I'm the economic development coordinator for the county. And I was like, okay, that seems pretty dark. They didn't think anything much about it. He gave out his, like, email, and I wrote his email, Dan, and, like, I didn't think anything about it. But apparently he – his I remember his email making me laugh because it was, like, Jeffrey Justice at – PNP.com or something like that. And I was like, PM- Pine Mountain Partnership. Pine Mountain Partnership. Yeah, it's all, it's like they've formed an NGO out of it all. Well, my brain reads it as pimp. That's pretty tight. So what Jeff had, what, what did JJ have to say about it all? Well, it's Pine Mountain Partnership. So do you know what Pine Mountain Partnership is? I just know it's like a nonprofit. It's like a. Like 501c3, right? Yeah. Well, I think what it is, is the Pine Mountain Partnership is, specifically, I think it's like a organization of county governments, nonprofits, and business leaders. Very it's much classic public-private partnership. It's a classic public-private partnership. Is what the unholy is. alliance between <laughs> the three sectors. <laughs> the unholiest of alliances. Um, but like they're funded by this organization, East Kentucky Heritage Foundation, which receives like millions of dollars from the abandoned mine lands pilot program. Like they got this thing on there. They got like three and a half million dollars in 2019 from them. Um, but it's, it's the business behind that shooting like sports shooting resort park. You remember us talking about that a few years? They ago? wanted to train up the high school kids. No, they, that's a different thing. No, that was like wasn't this like one of the projects that won some funding? And like Jim Ward came up with it. That was like a Jim Ward era thing. I think it was like a a post Jim Ward era thing. Or maybe he did. I think you're actually you're right. I think he did and his son probably. Like we, everybody was trying to come up with these projects, these shovel ready projects, and the one the Letcher County government came up with was the shooting resort lodge thing. Shooting, yeah, and I think you could also do. I think there was also like an ATV track. Yeah, like that was a big thing for a while, like ATV trails. Yeah, I heard somebody say, "Hell, Everett's has made five hundred million dollars <laughs> off ATV trails." <laughs> Kiss my fucking ass. No so way. I'm going to have to see some strong-ass paperwork on that. But, two, where's, who, who's seeing that money, assuming that's true? Uh-huh. <clears throat> I mean, there's no way to, like, monetize an ATV trail, really. Here's I, this, this feels like you don't really need to repeat it, but I feel like it needs to be said all these like Eastern Kentucky economic development people don't understand. You could generate all the money in goddamn Fort Knox, but if it doesn't go to the people, it doesn't matter. Like five hundred million in economic activity doesn't matter if that all goes to Don Childers' pockets. <laughs> <laughs> like who cares? 
Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, that's that. That is the weird thing. The kind of like post coal oligarch who's able to consolidate enough sort of interest and um, capital around his like little pet projects that he can use to like siphon money off of the working class. You know, using the cheapest labor labor imaginable. But it's not coal. Uh. And it and it's also politically it's seen as politically like altruistic or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. No, he's created. Yeah, but when you really look at it, it's like oh, it's generated this much money and it's created four jobs that all pay eight dollars an hour. You know? Yeah. Like a lot of these, a lot of these projects and and everything that get all this funding usually are geared toward only hiring a handful of people at shitty wages. Mm-hmm. That's what they don't tell you. I mean, every single new industry they bring in here is going to be, yeah, low-wage... Um, well, I don't know, man. Uh, I guess it depends on the industry, really. Because, like, healthcare, we were talking about this the other day, Healthcare is like a low productivity, like low profit industry, but it employs a lot of people. Yeah, which incentivizes them. I think it's what they call a volume business. I see. You know, which is why you know, which is incentivizes them to cost as much, cut as many corners as possible, and to bill as much as possible. Like just billing. Just the most insane, like $4,000 for an x-ray or something. Oh, yeah, that's what they do. It's like there's no, like, you know, even in a, in a capitalist society, you and me walk into a store, we expect to see, like, a, a price tag of something and know what we're going to pay for it. You know that what I mean? That is so fucking true. It's like... like in, in healthcare, it's just <laughs> like, oh, you get a bill for it later. Yeah, like, that, it's like, the it's like it's such a shitty value proposition because... You don't know what anything costs. Dude, There's nothing static. It's got. I think this is another reason why, like the government is so involved in like the healthcare insurance aspect of it, because the industry itself is like by its very nature inflationary. Because right, they yeah. can, they can basically set their own fucking costs. I'm not aware of there being any like regulations or rules on or price controls on how much you can charge for an X-ray. Are you? I don't think. I don't no. think. Well, I learned the lesson is you never pay the first bill that comes whenever you go to the doctor uh-huh. or you have to go to the ER or something. Don't pay any of them, really. <laughs> but go <laughs> just just plead the old blood out of a turnip statute. Uh huh. Um. Well. Anyways, economic development uh, digression. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just weird that like the guy who they hired to make the shooting range ATV sportsplex, the guy they hired to do that, who appear, you know, I saw his like resume, and he used to be like the business retention manager in Pikeville. Like the guy they hired to. Rebuild after the flood is the guy that like got Pizza Hut for Pikeville to stay around for like a little bit longer. It's like, how did that happen? They just, yeah. I mean, true. I guess they really were just like drawing straws. Like, all right, Jeff, your turn, bitch. Your fucking turn. He You're picks, up, baby. <laughs> he picks the shortest. Fuck. 
Let's see what you got. Let's yeah. see. Let's see. It's all on you now. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you wants to go out there and and deal with this insane hell we've made? It's an unenviable task, and I feel bad for Jeff. To be honest with you, <laughs> because it's, it's it's just an impossible job. No, there's no institution set up to to treat, deal, ameliorate any of this. It's no, no. That they're they're <sighs> they're you. You are the sacrificial lamb of this place. <laughs> if it flunks, it's all on you because we hired you to fix all this. Yeah. Poor bastard. Poor bastard. Oh, fucking hey, man. It is... I mean, it's it's... It really might be the death knell for a lot of these counties just because if a lot of people do start moving, like, they're going to lose a massive chunk of their tax base like they already have from out migration and job loss and everything else like well i mean did you see that thing the herald leader printed i think maybe late last year early this year i can't remember but whitesburg and jenkins were the top two cities in the whole state that had lost the most population since the last census well i did see that yeah do you remember that yeah now just take this confluence of things no, like you know, the famously everything about the jobs drying up and all that kind of stuff, and now tack a natural disaster on top of that. Then tack on, uh, you know, the leadership being uh, uh, just a, a carousel of in a, any normal society, functioning society, these people would be. I don't even know what they would be, like. <laughs> I, d- I just don't, you know what I mean? I just, the guy, I, I the guy in the, you know, in like the medieval stocks. In the stocks, the yeah, guy. <laughs> yeah, that you would throw tomatoes at and stuff. Maybe the court jester. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a massive bill, and I'm sure there's federal programs and state programs that help out with this. That's probably a big chunk of what that state relief bill was because every one of these counties is going to have a massive fucking bill when everything is said and done. Just on like trash pickup because yeah. they've hired out a shitload of contractors to pick up all the trash, and so all the traffic is constantly congested now because there's so many fucking trash. It used to be coal trucks, and now it's trash trucks. And like that's the the bill for that's going to come due right like in a couple months, and uh, so I don't know. I'm sure there's programs that help them out for that, but like long term. I'm saying like it it's already been as you were saying a massive blow to their coffers not having like a tax base like losing a massive tax base over the last 20 30 years but like long term I don't know man it's just every year they're in the red I don't know how they're going to continue being an entity well well I mean they're already on their way out I mean there's talk of moving circuit courts to Pike County, which means, you know, if you get a ticket in Whitesburg, you have to drive all the way to Pikeville to go to court and pay uh-huh. and whatever. And they're already, and you see, they're already moving services. Like, they're already moving, like, driver's licensing service to under the purview of Kentucky State Police, which is insane. That is insane, <laughs> dude. Uh, you know, and all these things. So, like, it's not. It's not you have to go to the fucking cops to be able to drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The people whose only other job is to just lay out there and prey on your lead foot and like tax you for it. So uh. 
so all that's all that's happening. And then I tell you, my my cousin Donald this weekend told me something hilarious. He said that uh, they were out with the FEMA people. You know how like they're dumping all that trash up on Don Childers' property up by Walmart, yeah. Like that long stretch there, yeah. They said Don Childers got really pissed about it and went to the FEMA, the, like the head FEMA guy, and said. You don't know. I I'll call Don. I'll call Hal Rogers, and I'll call Rand Paul. Y'all are not going to dump on my site. And he said the FEMA guy looked at him and said, "Well, we can give you some money for it, or we can just keep doing it, and not, we don't really care what you have to say about it." <laughs> you could call Hal Rogers. You could call. He said you can call Joe Biden if you want to, but we're going to keep doing it. So, do you want to get some money for it, or do you not? Because <laughs> we're going to do it regardless. That's like mafia shit, honestly. Well, it's the only cool thing I've ever heard of FEMA doing, just motherfucking the local oligarchs. Right, right. Oh, man. Just goes to show you, like, with a little bit of political will, I mean, it's just one of, it's just an example, it's kind of like reconstruction. It's just like, you can be pissed about things all you want, but I'm the final uh, law here. Uh, The buck stops at me, so... I, uh, it's just so funny to think about Childers as like a petulant child. Said, "I'll call Hal Rogers. Like Rogers could do anything." <laughs> just ancient, ancient yeah. guys, man. Yeah, that's how it used to work, though. You know what yeah. I mean? You call a buddy in Washington, and I, 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 it's weird that over the course of the last like six or seven months, we had used that this kind of metaphor, like the backwash of history, but truly. I mean, everywhere you look, that's that's what it is. Like we live in it now. Like the physical environment is the backwash of like the last last twenty years of Letcher County history. <laughs> Man, like it is behind the library. All those Operation Unite signs just m- covered yeah. in mud and piled up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean it's it's really it's really astonishing. It's. Like the old political signs you pull out of people's houses, like Paul Mason. Yeah, Paul Mason. For, yeah. Uh, the detritus. That's crazy. Um, wait, there was two more things I had on this list. One was that a couple, or even either either a hauler, an entire hauler, or a uh, family, I got that Herald Leader subscription now, dog. Oh, you're rolling. Th- nearly 60 residents of the Lost Creek community in Breathitt County are suing coal mining companies which operate nearby, alleging the company's negligence contributed to the devastation of historic flooding last month that caused death and the destruction of homes and property. The residents are suing Blackhawk Mining. Remember Blackhawk Mining? Yeah, isn't that... Uh, Brandon Smith. Oh shit, he might have a like a like a stake in it or something. Or I like can't a, remember. Yeah. Um, in Pine Beach Mining, alleged, alleging that the two tr- companies knew they were sitting on ticking time bombs by failing to properly construct and maintain silt ponds. Um. Yeah, but what was crazy about this was. Someone had pointed this out on Twitter. Let me find it real fast. There is, like, the local newspaper. Uh, this account, at Evelyn Hudson 90 
this newspaper. River Caney residents, no friends of coal. No friends, no friends of coal. Well, it's the it's the it's the backwash of history, man. It's like we're no one even says that. That is that funny. That's like that's like imagine like trying to hold somebody in twenty twenty two to a like twenty twelve standard. <laughs> yeah, it's like this thing that it was. I feel like that was really brought out of retirement. You haven't heard people say that in a long time. Yeah, they're, they're like they're like oh shit, what we. Friends of cold that it's worked a, really well for a while. That's what I'm saying. Like the even like the detritus is everywhere. Like the friends of coal, like all that reactionary politics, the politics of yesterday, are yeah. all like we're swamped in it now too. Just like what the fuck? It's kind of it's like pathetic. Like whereas before you saw that as formidable, now you see it as like like just the last like a hit a hit dog hollering. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's that's um, pretty wild, but I'm sure that that was what caused a lot of the sort of lethality of a lot of this flood. I oh, mean, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope they fucking win big and uh, rain for a thousand years. Yeah, you've got literal mountaintops that are massive silt ponds, like sediment ponds. Yeah. The entire yeah. fucking mountain is like one big pond. Yeah. Well, you were you were saying something. Time, you were saying something in reference to like those like the permits and everything. Now, but like, it's insane that like we're going to tax people and all that stuff, and we just allow like valley fields to exist. Oh yeah, dude. You know what I mean? It's just like it, that's the hypocrisy of it all. It's like, uh. Yeah, everyday people trying to make improvements. Oh no, we got to get our hand in that. But like coal companies, no, we got to have those jobs. So, which is also an insane premise that coal companies give people jobs. Uh huh. They give people jobs instead of like actually people like give what little time they have on Earth to the coal company. Yeah, exactly. In for <laughs> they, they don't give shit. They take everything. Yeah, they don't <laughs> give you shit. Yeah. I mean, dude, we we give them our labor, not the not the other way around. Not it's not their goodness of their heart that they keep things afloat. Oh man, um, you know, I I don't know, I don't know. That is just again, yeah. There's were they were ticking time bombs. It was just a disaster waiting to happen. Um, and it's like something that is with us now, forever. I mean, the, that blows my mind. I can't get over that. I really can't get over that. That like the coal companies, they change the landscape so drastically yeah. to create a situation where, in the process of doing that, changing the topography, they were at the same time doing it for this mineral that caused by its burning. This, that storm to happen in the first place so it's just it is just another example of how this place just brutalizes people it just fucking brutalizes people i mean just both ways both in the externalities of the process itself but also the part that breaks you down as a person as a physical person and also as a spiritual and emotional one through work uh and not just through that but not just not just working at the coal companies because the coal companies don't even employ anybody anymore. Really, like they're fucking gone. Well, that's a, that's another point that's worth making. It's like, look, the 
I don't know if you looked at the price of coal lately. It's through the fucking roof. Yeah, dude, dude. If those jobs were going to materialize, like now would be the time. Now would be the time, and it's not yeah. fucking coming. So where the fuck are they? Yeah, it's just. But nobody's talking about it right now, you dude. Know, it right? is so fucking crazy when you think back about the last twenty years in all of the sacrifices we we threw onto the fire to satiate the god of fucking coal and like the god yeah. of profit and all this, like our neighbors by having their fucking. Houses destroyed by like falling rubble and and having uh, many the wells of those poisoned. people people that gave their lives to dig that coal, which yeah. is it's just yeah, it just all the, the ripple out effects. But then also the people who use drugs with like ap- with Operation Unite, you know, I feel like you don't get that early opioid epidemic without the insane paranoia of the Friends of Coal, you know, movement early on in that like. You know, throwing all of those people onto the pyre, just like all everything that got thrown onto the fire to just, again, to just plead and beg, like no, like you know, can we please keep, uh, you know, we'll, we'll vote for the most insane. Pe- I don't know. I don't <laughs> we, even yeah, we'll <laughs> vote for, for just <laughs> nut jobs. I don't even. I'm not. Now that I say that, I'm really embarrassed for even saying that voting has nothing to do with any of it honestly it's just um it just created a very reactionary and paranoid sort of social environment for what for what we didn't get anything out of it we didn't get anything out of sacrificing all of our neighbors and our fellow workers to death destruction jail addiction didn't get anything from any of that it's just no, we just we just got just got our all of our homes and our town destroyed. Exactly. In the end, yeah. Because that's what all that paid for. That is what yeah. all of that paid for. It paid for the fucking sediment pond on top of the mountain that overflows now every time you get every more than a foot happens. of rain. Yeah. Man, <sighs> you know, I it has shaken my belief in Martin Luther King's adage that the moral arc of the universe is long and it bends toward justice because I don't know. I still think that's an open question. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, the hilarious thing, and I, th- I don't know if you marked this down as an item though, but like now who's going to step up and take the reins of leadership? Well, Kelly Craft. <laughs> yes. The wife of billionaire coal <laughs> executive Joe Craft, who made his fortune. Is she running for governor? She Now she's, she's running for governor? She's throwing her hat in the oh, ring for governor of Kentucky. Fuck. So who do, in these trying times, what leadership do we need? That's why, she was, with, that's why she was here after the flood. Exactly. It all makes sense now. You're right. What when that's what we really need. Um somebody whose experience is being what was she the she's the wife of a coal baron, right? And got was appointed ambassador. She's the ambassador to the, to the UN, Trump's ambassador to the UN, yeah. So that might be something we have to look forward to. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> She's God, I, dude. I don't know if I have the mental wherewithal to make it through another generation of war on coal shit. <laughs> I just don't think I have that. Are I'm they going to bring it back? You think they're going to bring it I, back? You know they will. 
Uh huh. They probably will. So. <sighs> well, um. Nah, dude, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be excellent. She'll probably win, honestly. You think she wins against Bashir? That's tough. I don't know. He sat through COVID-19 and the tornadoes and the floods of East Kentucky. He has no idea why any of it happened. And he's not done a single thing to help anybody. Well, but to, does the degree, he <laughs> to the degree that, that she's going to mount like a decent challenge to him, it is because he cannot answer in the affirmative why those things are happening. That's true. That's true. It's just not fair to hang COVID around his neck, but... Uh, if he if he's responsible for blocking fifty million dollars co- to come here for housing for people, then it, it's yeah, it's hang away. <laughs> yeah. There was one more thing I wanted to cover. This is courtesy of Amanda Burroughs, who found this. This is pretty fucking good. Um, the app harvest guy, basically celebrating the. Fl- just like licking his lips and rubbing his hands together like yes um which i think that you had retweeted this right in the app yeah one of the guys from app harvest had messaged me and was like oh it was taken out of context it was like this outlet editorializing and Mm. it's like okay sure (laughs) but let's just read it here Uh, let's let's read the article actually um this is from August 5th. App Harvest Somerset Greenhouse lands $50 million. App Harvest has successfully compa- campaigned to receive $50 million in government funding for their strawberry greenhouse in Somerset. CEO Jonathan Webb previously gave an impassioned speech at the Center for Rural Development last week where he outlined his goals for App Harvest. That's that's how Rogers uh, arena. That's like the uh, that's the Taj Mahal, man. Like That's, that's the got- marketplace of ideas. <laughs> Somerset. <laughs> you go in there and it's like the pit at UNM in Albuquerque. It's like there's 50,000 screaming lanyards like ah. ah. <laughs> um that tenacity, the grit of economic development in rural areas across the country. <laughs> I love that sentence, dude. The grit, dude, like, it's kind of funny. Like, he's got to be on coke, right? Like, he's got to be, like, this is, um, like, that's just pulling the buzzwords out of the hat. Like, that's, you know, he's just, he's shooting from the hip and not even thinking about it, dude. This is jazz. Nobody, we're out of grit. (laughs) Out of faith. Our grit. Dude, I, I am the grittiest bastard alive right now. All my shoes are full of grit from the flood, <laughs> from the floodplain. All we have right now is grit, Jonathan. Our <laughs> homes are full with, filled with it. Filled with the grit <laughs> and the detritus of the past. <laughs> that tenacity, the grit of economic development in rural areas. I just don't think people understand that at all. He said, "In those, it's those connections in communities that are tireless and relentless and won't give up. I guess on making nobody likes to be tireless and <laughs> relentless, though. Though it's not like 
a point of pride. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like people want to enjoy their lives because, yeah, sure, let's let's say things will get better in the long run, which there's no evidence for. Mm-hmm. You know what they say about the long run? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all dead in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're all grit. We're all grit in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> from grit to, <laughs> from, to from, the grit from which we came. <laughs> uh-huh. That, to me, 100% is more valuable than anything else. Okay, definitely on Coke. Once you start throwing out percentages like that, yo, 100%. We're, we are 100%. Yeah. Me, I never go. I'm never a hundred percent on anything. I'm always like ninety seven, ninety eight. What what percent are you usually at? Like, what's your grift, per, or your like your dilettante percentage at? Oh like, God, I'm as a dangerously close to the hundred percent. You're you're pretty close to hundred percent. Are you usually dangerously 100%? close? Close. <laughs> I do. I do have that audio clipping of you that I repeat uh, that I put on repeat. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I gotta find that. <laughs> Just sprinkle it in episodes. Oh, 100%. 100%. Now Webb has the capital to make the greenhouse a reality. The Moorhead-based company will receive the funding in the form of a pair of loans granted by the USDA. This will occur through Greater Commercial Lending, GCL, which is a subsidiary of the Greater Nevada Credit Union. What the fuck? <laughs> this is according to a news release put out by App Harvest President David Lee. Said President Lee in the release, securing non-dilutive sources of capital to fund our growth has been a top priority since going public early last year, and I'm pleased with our team's ability to source lower-cost funding in a higher-cost lending weren't environment. These guys, weren't these guys investigated for securities fraud? They were. <laughs> <laughs> they were, and the USDA gave them $15 million. <laughs> I love it. I, I forgot that they went, yeah, that they went public. And, like, immediately, like, not even off the fucking block. They're immediately slapped with, like, security. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right out of the game. The greenhouse is about 80% complete. Claims F Harvest will be made fully operational by January 2023. This funding agreement with the USDA allows us to continue to scale operations as we plan to bring the Somerset Farm into additional controlled environment agriculture facilities online before the end of the year, which would quadruple our farm network and diversify our product portfolio to include berries and salad greens. App Harvest's goal is to take advantage of the global warming-induced record rainfall that Kentucky is seeing and will continue to see. Webb claims that despite the fatal flooding that is being caused in eastern Kentucky, the private sector will benefit from better growing conditions caused by the heavy rainfall. So, okay, so... The, per- the guy reached out to you, he which is hilarious. That, <laughs> That's so he said that funny. The, he said that the guy, that Jonathan didn't actually say that, that it was paraphrasing, which is like, <laughs> yeah, I can read, man. You know what I mean? I can see that there's not quotation marks around that. No, it's paraphrasing. Um, But is that not, in essence, what he's saying? <laughs> well, let's judge. Let's let the audience judge. Here's what he says. Part of the reason that we picked Kentucky, the western part of the U.S., we are in a massive decline in water that is going to forever change the landscape of this country. Fortunately for Kentucky, climate disruption is not treating all areas of the country equally. I think, I think what it was, 
was the timing, Jonathan. I don't think you should have used the word fortunately after 40 people lost their lives in the most devastating flood. 10,000 people lost their homes. Right. Oh, yeah. Over 10,000 people. I think that was it's the your, It's the use of fortunately. That. Yeah. But it's just, it's just, okay, maybe you could say it's a little bit of editorializing on their part, but it is also just a fact that capitalism rewards, you know, opportunity, uh, exploitation. That's why it's called capitalism. Right, right. Capitalizes on things that happen. Yes, and so it's probably not good optics, again, to go out a few days after the worst flooding in this region in like over a hundred years and start and start and it's bright siding yeah, it, yeah licking your lips over the fucking massive fucking stake coming your way yeah when you've got all this fucking vc money and people are fucking have lost everything they had scooping mud out of their fucking houses after mind you Y'all moved your operations after you gassed everybody up for years about we're going to outwork coal miners and all these people are going to work for us and we're going to be in the mountains. Y'all jumped ship from the actual mountains and went to a place that could be loosely described as Appalachia that's right on the interstate because that was that was better for your bottom line. So our problem with you is not I don't I don't I don't expect everybody to see the world the way I see it, but. I do value some honesty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you a man of honor? Are you a man of honor? And I cannot say that in the affirmative. <laughs> in fact, there's much to refute the notion. Um, F Harvest claim its greenhouse operates greenhouses operate on ninety percent rainwater, which will be benefited by excess rainfall. App Harvest will use some of the funds to pay back an existing forty six million dollar loan with JP Morgan. Dude, the fucking government just paid them to pay off their debt to J.P. Morgan. That is wild. We'll use some of the funds to pay back an existing $46 million. Meanwhile, let me just say, meanwhile, for far less, like you could have made people whole again in eastern Kentucky. Instead, you're making them sit there in fucking shitty conditions and jump through all these bureaucratic hoops to get a little stitch of money. People are fucking scrout. People are fucking, you know, elbowing each other for thirty thousand. That's being dangled over them on like a fishing wire. That's not enough to replace homes, much less. Uh, well, it's not enough to do a lot of repairs, but probably, obviously, isn't enough to replace an entire home. But you gave fifty million dollars to the guys with tomatoes. Who can't you, keep their you, fucking you made You gave $50 million <laughs> to a guy who used to play in a shitty ska band at the fish tank, and now he has a fucking, fucking hydropo- shitty hydroponic tomato. The white rapper guy. He was also a white rapper, wasn't he? No, he made beats for oh. Bill Bradley, who's kind of his emissary. I see, I see. My bad. Well, retract that. Strike that one from the minutes. But, uh... And also, you know, I guess I can't really. I want. I was really hoping he was a white rapper because, as a former member of a ska band myself, now you got. I was the white rapper before. Right. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. No way. You were good, dude. You had some. You had some hot fire. You were. You had some hot fire beats. You still got those hot fire beats. I do. Yeah, I do. I got. I love when t- I get a Tom Sexton join in the in the inbox. 
I love when my friends send me songs over Gmail. Just like, yo, check out the hot fire. I'm like, hell yeah. Check this out, man. Uh, nobody's ever going to hear this. But... <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, the 30-acre strawberry greenhouse will join the already completed Moorhead greenhouse and the soon-to-be-completed Richmond and Berea greenhouses. Again, none of these in the coal fields. Not a single fucking one of them. Not one of them, no. All these places claim Appalachian, I guess, in the strictest sense, sure. But these are not. It's like a smokescreen. Like, you're saying something that evokes one image. You know, you're saying something that evokes, you know, Hazard, Pikeville, Whitesburg, Harlan. But in reality, you're talking Berea, Richmond... Moorhead, yeah, sort of periphery, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be a separatist or anything like that, but they're trading on the currency of the actual coal fields, dude. That is true. While setting up shop in the per, at the periphery of the coal fields, that is true because right now, and this has probably always been the case with capital. I don't know, but definitely right now, it is very much the story that you can sell. That's not, I mean, yeah. that is kind of the whole idea behind the tech industry and innovation and everything. Like, it's not actual production. In this case, it is kind of actual production. F-Harvest is kind of an interesting case because it's it's not like a tech innovative thing. It brands itself as, as that with the same sort of like zeal and like missionary or idealistic mission. But yeah. it, it is a sort of classic company in the sense that there's like production involved. Yeah. Uh, but it's all on a narrative that probably I would imagine in their pitch to like VC funding, they probably mentioned hillbilly elegy. Like maybe. Well, they definitely uh, traded. Uh, maybe not positively or negatively just to say that like, this is a big popular thing. Right, 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 right. And, and to some degree, like I, I understand that, but it, my problem really was when they shifted their operations, they were going to set up shop in Pikeville and they shifted their operations to, Hell, they got an office in Lexington. You know what I mean? Uh, Moorhead, like out there, you know, right here where it's like, yeah, technically still Appalachia or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, that was the thing with a lot of those startups, quote unquote, modeled on the Silicon Valley thing, That you know, the Silicon Holler thing. Yeah. It was all basically a narrative to get federal money from like the pilot pro aml pilot program and all that like the one we saw earlier who the guy is now running our flood relief thing or to get even you know vc money or even money from usda which is again that's do they have to pay, is that a loan or are they gonna have to pay it doesn't say if they're gonna have to pay that back it just says they got 50 okay they will receive funding in the form of a pair of loans granted by the usda but again, fifty, forty million of that, I guess, might be going to J.P. Morgan. <laughs> uh, Excellent, amazing. All told, this year alone, we'll see App Harvest investing between one hundred forty million and fifty, one hundred fifty million to complete the three facilities still under construction. We'll also see a near doubling of sales, and Webb hopes this will contribute to the economic success of Kentucky. Yeah, you think he's gonna? Run for governor one day, dude? Is that what he's... So, someone in the comments said, Jonathan Webb will never see heaven. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry to cut you off, bro. No, no, no. You didn't cut me off. I just don't. I don't know. Uh, it's I. I'm just. I'm tired of all that shit now. I'm just tired of it, man. That's like I, they're going to continue to do what they're going to do, you know. And what mm-hmm. can we really say? But I mean, I, there's nothing I hate worse than like just being exhausted by transparently fraudulent people. <laughs> Yeah, and then like you can't, and then like the maddening part is you can't get people to see it, right? <laughs> Jeffrey so. Justice from Pimp, Pimp, Pimp. I fucking love that Pimp. <laughs> 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 I can not stop laughing thinking about that. I was like Pimp. I hope he builds it that way. He should. He should. He does these like FDR type, Obama type fireside chats. On the bulldog, where he's like talking about x amount of people, uh, x amount of houses uh, restore. I don't even know what the fuck he says. Honestly, I zone out. I think he just talks about how we're gonna rebuild. He has fireside chats about how we're gonna be rebuild. He's like, "This is Jeffrey Justice from Pimp, and today we're gonna be talking about rebuilding." I want to tell you a little story about the man who built his house on a beach that man Curtis 50 Cent Jackson (laughs) he was a pimp like me (laughs) (laughs) oh god you know I I will say this to Jeff and this is some words of encouragement you literally can't fail because all you gotta do is do better than Joe DePriest so The bar is not even on the ground. It's buried in the yard somewhere. That that dude was... Like, he had no idea what was going on. He was just along for the ride. Like, they... I, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know what... Again, he was kind of a Terry Adams type. Like, he didn't really... I guess he was kind of a yes man. Maybe that's why they had him in there. He was like kind of like a, a kind of like short and stocky, like wiry guy though. He had like white hair that he spiked up. He kind of like spiked it like a '90s teenager kind of. Yeah. Like old dudes, old men who still use gel. Like that's a very specific look, you know. Like you're you're gelling that white. <laughs> hair. I guess that's the only thing you can really do. Like I guess you can't really take pomade. Can you take pomade to, like, an elderly man's hair? Would that look tight? Or I guess you could, but, yeah, most of those guys are using, like, Brill cream and shit like that. <laughs> like yeah. fucking, what's his name? Vincent Cartizer on mm. Mad Men. The only guy, the only old guy that's ever looked cool trying to look young is Jerry Seinfeld on the cover of that magazine. This past oh week. Oh my god, that was so bad, dude. dude. What are you talking about? He he was he looked so he had. There so was much one drip. decent outfit, and the rest was <laughs> just so uncomfortable to look at. The swag levels. I had to put it down for a little bit, dude. It was really <laughs> he couldn't handle it. It was too much swag. Man, that's embarrassing. Imagine having that much money and embarrassing yourself like that. Like, not even needing to. You, you didn't just have stay, to do that. <laughs> you just didn't have house. to do that. You, just, you could have just set that one out. 
<laughs> Sit by the pool, smoke a J by the pool. Like any number of things. Enjoy being filthy <laughs> fucking rich. Uh-huh. But he had to do it. He had to do had it. Had to do it to him. <laughs> had to do it to him with the kith. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see if I left anything else out of my wanderings the last couple days and weeks. Um, You know, sorry to everybody that we took some time off. It was just a really... Sorry to everybody I'm rusty as shit and not at all funny to that. (laughs) Yeah, so, so I... It turns out that being exhausted makes thinking very, very difficult. <laughs> and if your job, if you think and talk for a living, it's very difficult to do. Oh, man. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't think I have anything else. The only thing, other thing I had is the ad on the back of the double quick, the monster combo. I fucking love this shit, dog. Are you are you monstered up? Are you monstered up right now? Oh my god! Do you, well, you, are you? <laughs> eggs, hash brown, bacon, sausage, and bologna piled high on a fresh baked de- double quick biscuit and a monster energy drink. <laughs> Dude, that is so. That's like you might as well be selling grenades at the. At the f- just rolling them across Fishing the counter. With dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your grenade, sir. Uh, oh pull the pin and hold it close to your chest. Yeah. <laughs> you won't make it out of this one. I assure you. They, they're trying to kill my people. They're trying. <laughs> if it's not a flood, it's the monster combo. That is crazy, dude. Bacon, sausage, and bologna piled high on a biscuit with egg and hash brown also on the biscuit with the bacon, sausage, and bologna and a monster energy drink. Can you imagine, dude, the fucking, like, somersaults your heart is doing? (laughs) Dude, I, like, that's all I could think about. They're selling that to us. My heart would be going... (laughs) <laughs> how is that worse? I'm not sure I would survive the monster combo. It's, no. That's how bad that is. How is that worse than when they were selling Four Loco? Like, that's, that's way more dangerous than a Four Loco, I feel like. <laughs> Here's your bomb, sir. It's like one of those classic cartoon bombs, and, like, the cashier lights it for you. It's because it's got the fuse coming out of the top. <laughs> I think there's something about there's something about being under the age of 27 that like you just want like you want to pay money to feel mm. uncomfortable. Oh yeah, there's a time when I would have eaten that without even thinking about it, been like hell yeah, dude. Yeah, this is and you think it's so tight that you're gonna wash all that down with a Monster Energy drink or something like that. Uh huh. It's funny how like I felt like shit constantly. All the time at that age, like, I was constantly sleepy and, like, falling asleep places or, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, having crazy heart issues and, like, not really eating like that anymore. I'm like, what the fuck were they feeding me? Like, in high school, the fact that they gave us fried burritos every single day for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome, man. 
Okay. Well, I guess that about sums it up. The monster combo. This is the this is the true monster combo, in my opinion. If you ask me, this show. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Sorry for missing out. If you're listening to this, I would assume it's on Spotify. I have no idea why we've been taken off Apple Podcasts, but I mess- I sent them a strongly worded letter, and they messaged me back and said, "It looks like you're correct, sir. You're you're right, and we're wrong. You're so we're- you were you were unjustly discriminated against. Oh wow, they put them all back on there. Wow, it worked. So wow, all you gotta do is is a strongly worded letter, huh? Maybe someone flagged us or something. Maybe said we were talking about COVID-19. They were like, they called it cock big 19 and that's misinformation. They're spreading misinformation. <laughs> They're telling people... They're spreading mis- misinformation about Appalachian harvest. They're, they're spreading misinformation about our tomatoes. About- <laughs> Maybe that's what it was, dude. It could have, it could have been that. Um... All right, I'm just trying to... So sorry we've not been around. I, I don't even know. I, I hesitate to commit myself to a full return to regular schedule, but at the same time, I think I need to do it for my brain. Yeah, I got to get the rust off. I've got to get the rust off. I but, wasn't very funny today, guys, and I'm sorry. That's what you, I know that's what you tune into. We've been through a lot the last couple weeks. We're not even telling you everything we've been through because we don't know you like that. <laughs> so it's just uh it's just been a hard time man um but you can support us on patreon if you go to the link p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash drillbilly workers party go ahead and like and subscribe us like and subscribe us if you like us on facebook like and subs- click if you like click us on facebook <laughs> Click if you like us on Facebook and Patreon. <laughs> I don't know why that always gets me, man. It's, it's been the one thing that is a guaranteed I'm going to get weak on it. For the last eight years or so, if you say click and like us on Facebook, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> um, so anyways, click if you like us on Facebook and Patreon. And uh, thanks for listening this week. We'll see you next time. See y'all.